Hey guys, it's Amon and Christina from Our Rich Journey. And you are listening to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by Black Mary Death Free. This is the midweek dose of the podcast where I get to come on and talk about different things that are going on in the world, in the economy, in pop culture, whatever I'm feeling at the time, y'all. Thank you for joining. We appreciate you. We really, really, really appreciate all of the listeners, new and returning. Um, I might have been wrong, y'all. I might have been wrong. Well, no, I wasn't wrong. Let's unpack this in real time. So I don't think I was wrong, but maybe my timeline was wrong. Well, that is if you listen to the message Message. from the Federal Reserve. Yes, that's right. The Federal Reserve has dropped in on the recession. All right. So let's see what they have to say. Uh, Fed staff drop. U.S. recession forecast. That's right. They are saying that they've got this inflation thing under control. We're no longer in a recession or the forecast does not show signs of a recession. And we are in a much better situation. Now, today, chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, made an announcement that they will be raising the interest rates 0.25% which took them to a all-time high they've done 11 rate hikes since March of last year and this has propelled them to an all-time high since 2001 so the, the mortgage rates interest rates the credit card interest 
the interest is at a level that it hasn't been since 2001. And when today, when Shira hit me and told me about what the Fed had done, raising it 0.25% or 25 basis points, I said, that's petty. (laughs) That's petty because they're steady increasing it, which is keeping a lot of would-be investors and home buyers on the sideline. They're, they're well aware of what effect this has on spending and, and and they're trying to do this because they want us to stop spending. But they know what this is doing. You know, this is not a fun thing. It's like taking medicine. You know what I mean? Uh, a, a nasty medicine. So it's not exactly fun, but they believe it's for the betterment of our economic health. And so... They would like to get inflation down to 2%. Their metrics show that they're around 3 And so they said, you know, let's go ahead and, and, and raise it again this month. And, and left the door open for it to be raised another, um, uh, some more this year. So they're slowing down, but they're definitely not stopping. But when asked about their forecast for the recession they seem to be positive in fact they're saying there is no recession so let's read this u.s federal reserve chair jerome powell said on wednesday the central bank's staff no longer forecasts a u.s recession and we do not have a shot for inflation to return to target without high levels of job loss so they definitely want to the job jobs high job numbers equal folks having money equals folks spending and they want to soften those numbers it's sad to say but the reality is if less people are working less people are spending money which brings drives uh, inflation down and it's just that simple so powell told the news conference after the fed's latest interest rate hike that there was a lot left to go uh, but he sees a soft landing so the staff now has a noticeable slowdown in growth starting later this year in the forecast but given the resilience of the economy recently they are no longer forecasting a recession he said so you know Jerome Powell's an older white gentleman and just like many older people he kind of like he kind of is like doesn't want to commit to anything so he's like we still got a ways to go you're still not there yet you ever had like an older grandfather or maybe even father or whatever it's like you know they never want to just give you props they never want to just not give you props but they never want to give you that that sign of approval it's like you still got you did pretty good my, my grandfather he, he always joked when we would do something he would say you did pretty good (laughs) right that was his joke but it was kind of like funny because like i see that a lot in older people they never want to say you know what you made me proud you did x y and z you're great you're you did a great job it's always like you did good but you could do this 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 and this you can improve here here so that's what jerome powell kind of reminds me of he's just like he's looking better 
but we still have a long ways to go. But we don't see the recession, you know, really getting worse. Uh, so I think that's that's good news. I mean, my forecast was that it would get a little worse before it gets better. If you look at recessions, they're usually anywhere from 12 to 18 months. I think we're kind of reaching that 18 month mark. But if anything, this does prove that the recession started further back than a lot of people wanted to admit. Right. When people people the problem is no one wants to admit when the recession started so it was always like the recession's coming it's on its way it's gonna get it's, it's gonna get here it hasn't it's not here yet it's a slight recession you remember uh joe biden's famous words it's a slight recession so now they're like well it's ending okay so by by that metrics y'all saying the recession was about six months long no this recession started way back when we had two consecutive bear markets and folks wanted to say or experts, so-called experts wanted to say, well, technically it's not a recession because we still have this is positive and that, that, that. No, you can't change the definition of a recession now. But anyway, it looks like it's we didn't hit our 10 percent yet. We haven't hit our 10 percent interest um, or double digit interest but we're darn close man and he left the door open for it to increase so I may be I may end up being right still but that remains to be seen let's just dig a little bit more on this uh, as to why it says uh, Powell says things have settled down after the regional bank crisis Federal Reserve uh, Chairman said things have settled down uh, among regional banks since the upheaval in the industry earlier this year deposit outflows have stabilized and capital and liquidity are strong he said at his press conference uh, so we remember the crash of the uh, the bank down in Silicon Valley and it was there was a couple other banks that went down during that same time period and people were getting a little worried like yo is this going to be another massive bank collapse with the where the fed would need to jump in and bail out and all this and that and so it looks like those talks have stabilized uh, which is which is positive i mean this is all pretty solid stuff for the economy um there's always things going on behind the scenes that we can't see things you know they're, they're gonna feed you what they want you to know and so you have to just kind of take everything with a grain of salt, watch everything with a raised eyebrow. Uh, jumping in the comments, someone says, settled down. Ha, ha, ha. Not really. I agree with that. It's Look, man, here's the reality. You can give me these overall sweeping numbers, but we break, break, break it down for the common man, right? My money does not stretch in the way it should. It just doesn't anymore. It doesn't stretch like it did a year ago. It doesn't stretch like it did two years ago. It doesn't stretch like it did six months ago. So you can tell me that and if the inflation numbers are down using whatever metrics you want to use that I can't verify. You have to take your word for it. But when I go to the grocery store, I see that I can no longer buy anything under $5. I see that. My wallet sees that. 
my wallet sees that every time I set foot inside of a target, it's a hundred dollar minimum. I don't care if I go into target for a uh, notebook, a toothbrush, a bar soap or dental floss. Every time I check out, it's $100 minimum. So we see this. We see that, you know, you get your energy bill for the month and, and, then, and it's $100 higher than it's ever been. We all feel that. We all see that. We go to the gas station. We put the pump in. We go to grab some trash out the car, maybe even wash the windows, you know, you know turn on the radio and by the time we get back to the, the pump it's $20 higher than we thought it was going to be the common man is feeling still the impacts of high inflation I don't care what anyone says and so because of that you can look at this and say okay there's some positives the market is doing having a good year but at the end of the day how does your day-to-day -day life feel? You know, and I think that's something that is hard for them to understand for like, you know, the, the, ch the chair of the Fed and, and others. It's hard for them to really put themselves into that situation. So we got to do what we got to do because nobody's going to really care about the plight of the common, you know, individual in, in America, in middle America. So that's that uh, in other news uh, I thought this was pretty interesting man I had a conversation with my, with my brother and he was telling me how he saw uh, a video about a guy talking about how Mattel the toy maker brand would it may be a good time to throw some uh, He the, the video was saying that it may be a good time for would be investors to put some money in Mattel now I don't know I can't verify that, can't confirm that, I can't co-sign that. Uh, I can't. I don't even know how old that video was, but it, it sparked an interesting conversation because uh, I saw an article about Mattel earnings, the Barbie movie maker surprise with profits. Uh, we got the Barbie movie coming out, you know what I mean? And so the school of thought is that there's going to be a Barbie boom. Uh, I think I talked about this last week and how my kids literally are into the same cartoons the same toys the same video games that my generation was into that me and my brother and sister were into when we were kids it was almost like the new cool for current culture is past culture it's 90s culture right and so the nostalgia is being packaged as a commodity we see that even with music with lo-fi music having its popularity it's it's all packaged in uh nostalgia it just feels old it feels familiar right in the same way um video game you're seeing uh, intellectual properties like marvel like these are seven these are are characters that were created in the 60s and 70s and now they're having brand new movies made because it's easier and with this new Barbie movie 
Barbie is is was made in the 50s, 60s. It was very popular in the, in the 80s and 90s, you know. And they're making another run at it, and people are saying the toy maker Mattel may see benefits because of this movie. And so let's check it out. It says a challenging second quarter for Mattel isn't getting CEO uh, non Crez down. That's because it's the summer of Barbie movie mania. We have captured a cultural moment. Uh, Kriez told Yahoo Finance about the relatively surprising response to moviegoers to Warner Brothers and Mattel's Barbie movie. Kriez hinted that the holiday shopping season could be strong for Barbie related toys. Barbie pulled in an estimated $155 million during its opening three-day domestic weekend, and the high end of most Wall Street uh, analysts estimates through Tuesday. The film starring uh, Margaret Robbie and Ryan Gosling has hauled in about $214 million. Right now, Mattel is... Uh, trading at 2132 and it's up 0.71%. So, it's already trending up looks like. Uh here's the takeaway. Mattel eyes a better second half of the year than the first half. And that's largely due to the Barbie movie mania. So, that's going to be interesting, man. That's going to be interesting. I mean, when I was a kid, Barbie was everything. It was everything. I mean, boys didn't even have an equivalent, really. I guess maybe Ninja Turtles. But it was like the Barbies, the accessories. I remember my sister getting Barbie dolls. and It was just a craze, man. So, Mattel might be coming back uh, thanks to Barbie. Here's a cool thing. Uh, with the success of uh, movies like Super Mario Brothers and Barbie, we expect Mattel... So Super Mario's that, that also is, is kind of inflating things. Check this out though. Uh, we expect Mattel will lean into this. Hot Wheels and Rock'em Sock'em robots are next. This will likely elevate the multiple. And if you look at the Barbie universe, uh, there's an image here of Barbie in the middle, and of all the things that are connected to Barbie via the Mattel partnership. Fisher Price, Hot Wheels, um, Uno, Thomas and Friends. Uh, let's see. Corn Popper. Not even sure what that is. Polly Pocket, Power Wheels, Barney, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, to name a few. So here's the crazy thing is like you could take something that was a popular toy and now turn it into a movie. You could take something that was a popular movie and now turn it to the toy. That's the cool thing about intellectual property is that you can literally do multiple things with it. And so it's like an arms race for these uh, legacy companies like Mattel and all these different toy companies to like say, how could what could we do with the intellectual properties we already have? You don't have to do anything new. Let's take something, repackage it, repurpose it, and get this thing jumping off. So. Now, now is the time for for that kind of 
kind of uh, business strategy. I think it's I think it's really interesting and really dope. So, all right, y'all, I'm gonna get on out of here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, do us a huge favor and leave us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening. That really helps us become more visible in the algorithm. Till next time, y'all. I'm out. Peace.